What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. You know what it is. It's me, Brooklyn. I'm here with my boy, Jew. What's poppin', bro? How you doing? We're doing good. We're uh, we're, we're crawling out of quarantine. We're, we're slowly uh, yes, we are. trudging through the, the nonsense and slowly but surely seeing light. Yes, we are, man. Just started yeah, work again. Started going yeah, back outside. I know you. You've left your house finally. That's why. Yeah, for the first I'm time in like two you. months. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, he came good. by and, and gave me his mat or the the spectators mask, which we have a, a giveaway going on for that right now. So make sure you check go that check out that out, on, out. Our, on our socials. But he came by to, to give me that mask, and he's like, "Yeah, this is the first time I left my house in like <laughs> five six weeks." And I'm like, "Huh? No, no grocery store, no nothing." He's like, "Huh? Nothing." Thank you for being uh, careful. But that's all, that's very careful though. That Been letting the quarantine need the toilet go. Yeah. <laughs> gotta have the toilet paper. Gotta stock up. Not like everybody did at the beginning, but gotta exactly. have it. <laughs> so, but today we are with a very special guest uh, to me and a lot of um, our Oregon friends. Uh, he is yeah, Skoducks. He is one of uh, one of my mentors in in a sense. Uh, he likes to refer to himself as a grandpa, even though he's not. Uh, <laughs> And he was with he was with me in Duck TV at the University of Oregon. He's an alumni, running club alumni, and now a current high school teacher. The one and only Mr. Kale Newton. How you doing, Mr. Kale? What's up, guys? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. Um, it is a true honor to be on the the best podcast hosted in the state of Florida. I'm happy we have that honor to be that. I don't even yes, know sir. another one. I'm sure there's others. Shout out to 3D. There. Shout out 3D. Shut <laughs> yeah. But apart from them, we, it's all us. You better be listening. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, I I know it's been a, a rough quarantine for for everybody and you especially as your first year as a teacher, and and a big sports fan as well. So you've kind of had your your livelihood and your your passions both kind of ripped away at once and you're also a, a politics guy so that's been kind of rough to to follow with everything going on too and yeah it's been grim in just like every quadrant of life that's exactly <laughs> right <No>. <laughs> all of the yeah. things that brought me and most people joy are gone and all of the things that were bad are uh, even worse now that's exactly so we're happy we can have a little bit of a little bit of joy and bring you on and just kind of talk like we always do, honestly. Yeah, man. absolutely. Appreciate so stopping we, by. Yeah, so we got some some news actually from from this week. Uh, we something about you know sports coming back. What, what's what's going on with that, Brooklyn? We got some some yeah, MLB dates in the future. Or? I don't know. It's weird, bro. I thought we were never getting it again. It's it felt weird. Like it. You feel the tingle starting, like we we right there. Honestly. So we're recording on Monday. On Tuesday, they're going to be having a meeting. MLB owners have already approved it. Has to go to the MLB Players Association. Well, we're looking at a June start for spring training, and a July fourth opening day. Baseball is going to be back. What's some rules? It's not going to be 162 regular rules, all that. We're looking at an 82-game schedule. Universal. Which it should be anyway. That's what it should be anyway. Yeah. 162 mm-hmm. is a lot. We're looking at a universal DH, which is huge, because we're already trying to implement that into the game and make that stay. Pitcher so shouldn't hit. Having this happen, I think that just speeds up the process. Again, the DH, universal for the American League and National. 
So I'm excited for that. So yeah. let me let me ask you because I'm not a huge baseball guy. I'm like an A's fan, so mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to be super into baseball when you're an A's fan. Mm-hmm. But um, no, like so, yeah, that's been a move for a little while. Is this the sort of thing you figure if that gets instituted for this sort of truncated season? Is that the sort of thing where that could then become the norm, or do you think it would more likely be a one-off thing? I definitely think it could be the norm because having pitchers hit, it doesn't really add anything to the game at all. It takes away from the game because you lose an extra batter. So, yeah. and, I, and I think uh, we, we all kind of know that baseball is obviously like not a, is, is a sport for non-athletes, quote-unquote. Obviously, there's like the Prince Fielders and CC Sabathias mm-hmm. of the world. And that's like kind of a nice thing about baseball. There's a, an opening for different people and skill sets. And the DH really um, expands on that. So the American League just usually year by year consistently out hits the National League, just especially on paper. And then uh, pitchers are usually doing better in the National League because they're kind of given a free out every nine. You know, more yeah. or less. Some some pitchers rake. Shout out to Bumgardner and Bartolo. guys like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Never forget that bomb. <laughs> the, the best moment in the last decade in, yeah. in sports, honestly. But Absolutely. I can. I really do hope that it would stick. If if they manage to implement it, I can't imagine they take it away because there's so much player support for it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, pitchers want to hit, but if they're good enough at hitting, i.e., Shohei Otani, they'll figure out a way to get them in the lineup. Yeah, pinch hit them. Like, yeah. Whatever pinch you want to do. Pinch them or teach them how to play first and get them in there when they're not pitching. There's ways to, to get them in the lineup if they're good enough. But also when you have the interleague games and you have the American League playing at National League ballparks and the American League pitchers got a hit, they're not used to that. Like us being Yankee fans, Tanaka last year or the year before, he got hurt for a good couple of weeks because we played, I think it was the Mets, hurt himself. They had to run the bases, you know. Yeah, so you got stuff like that happen, and it's detrimental. Yeah, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, that's basically the only reason that is still a thing, or I guess the DH not still being a thing, is that's just basically tradition, right? There's not necessarily yeah. – not like the three-point line moving back or anything. It's, not, it's just a tradition thing, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and baseball is definitely the, uh, the biggest um, loser in the uh, tradition holding you back kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, tradition is definitely something that I don't want, like, obviously tradition is like part of baseball and it's and great. part of what makes it great. But at, at, to the same like length, you need to like expand and become more modern as leagues like the NBA did. And now the NBA is arguably the biggest league in the country. Obviously it's the NFL, but they're getting close in, um, in stature. And it's because of all the modernizations they've made towards just the game and making it different, I guess. So, yeah, absolutely. But that's definitely what's held it, or stopped this growth from happening in the past, I'm sure. Um, well, I'm all on board for a shortened season, and I'm definitely on board for uh, the DH because, I mean, that's the big thing that with baseball, right? I mean, that's my biggest complaint, too, as a casual fan is, like, stuff can get that those can get slow those games can be long and um and you know it's a long season so i think that's a positive right i mean sports being back i think is the headliner there i mean i think everyone is having pretty severe sports withdrawals at this point 
Yeah, and they haven't mentioned anything about um, fans in attendance yet. I'm assuming, obviously not, for right now, for the beginning of the season. But a short season, it's definitely going to be fun because the games all around, they're going to be intense. You got to fight every single game. You can't take a game off. It'll feel more like the NBA to an extent. Yeah. And where the early games don't feel like they mean anything, but they definitely do in terms of momentum and yeah. kind of if you're going to play out the season or not. I mean, in the NBA, you kind of know if you want to play for the playoffs by game 25. Mm-hmm. If you, if you get off to a good run. run. Yeah. And a shortened it's just going to be very different. It's going to be very, very unique. And I, that, I don't know. Something unique sounds great for baseball. Just a little, a little spice in the pot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it introduces just even with the preparation, right? And there's a slightly shorter period of time for pitchers and catchers and everyone to get going, right? That could introduce a whole new uh, set of circumstances for everyone in the league. That'd be fascinating to me as well. It's going to be kind of fun, too, because we're going to see if – obviously, if we have a season, I imagine the awards are still going to be a thing. So you're going to mm-hmm. see a pitcher with, like, nine to ten wins winning <laughs> Cy Young, and their ERA is going to be, like, 5-2 but because there is no time. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll our first single-digit win Cy Young. Winner. You're going to have an MVP with, like, 40 RBIs. Like, huh? It's going to be crazy. Somebody's going to win a triple crown like this. It has to happen. <laughs> it has It'll to. It'll be right? fun. Because think of – I'm always going to think back to the season just because it was really when we were getting into – like really into it on our own. Uh, Didi Gregorius a couple of years ago back in, back in May. Oh, he man. Was, he was on track to win the triple crown. He was absolutely out of his mind for a month and then forgot how to hit a baseball for like the next two I yeah, think at one like point the season just stopped right there. He wins it. Like MVP, I, triple crown, everything. He got it. I think at one point in like the summer, he went like two for 70 something. Oh and, man. And, and we just thought he was, he was gonna was... go nuts. Yeah. I honestly thought how he was gonna many, hit How many dudes game. would have won MVP at the 82 game mark, right? That'll be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The, the A's would never make the playoffs if there was only 82 games every year because they, they they get good towards the end. It's, it's, it's I was say, as poor as we normally play. Yeah, I don't think they would ever make the playoffs. That we need no, that. Stretch. They're a second half team. They need that All Star break to absolutely. But yeah. hey, that's how some teams are kind of built, and they, it's kind of unfortunate that I guess they don't have that this year. And we've talked about it a couple episodes ago how it's going to affect teams a shortened season and. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to see like those B and C tier teams make a run. That's going to be fun. Yeah, you figure there'll be at least one random team that no one was predicting, and they just you know they have a like a nineteen and six stretch in there somewhere, and and just, yeah, it just propels them. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So what are we looking at? July, July fourth. July fourth. The- so the fireworks going to be coming out. Wow. What a what a metaphor! I love it. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> also, Mike. another another comeback we got is uh, Kale just told us before we started that the uh, British Premier League EPL is looking at coming back about a month from today ish, so the middle of June. Uh, that's gonna be cool because that'll be probably the first team sport back. We got UFC this weekend. Not a team sport. It's easier to kind of get that organized. So Premier League, especially because that's probably the biggest league in the world, maybe that or the NFL, uh, that's going to be back sooner than later. So that's really fun. Excited for that. 
Um, shout out to 3D again. They'll have some content. Yeah. Go show them some love. You can talk about the best team in the world, Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool guy over here. You, you and Danny would get along great. Danny, <laughs> uh, co-host of 3D, he's a big Liverpool guy. Good time to be a Liverpool supporter. I think a lot of people were sweating out. They canceled the season. This was, this was, this was Liverpool's one, you know, best chance in a long time. Because weren't they saying they were going to cancel it and just, like, nothing, like, null it? There was some, like, chatter about, yeah, voiding, voiding the season, which I'm not sure if that would have been uh, an asterisk situation or just a straight-up cancellation. I'm glad that that isn't even a conversation that's going to take place. Which, yeah. to me, for that particular league is really strange because for, for soccer, whoever's – first on the table at the end of the season wins the league it's not like there's a playoff system obviously we have like champions league and all that and if that got canceled that makes sense but when it's just whoever has the most points you would think you just kind of cancels even give it to who's in first right now right and i mean you look at the premier league is a perfect example where liverpool i think 538 had them at i think 89 90% likelihood to win because I think there's only I believe Liverpool's played through 27 or 28 matches already out of the 38 in the season so it's the sort of thing where that's why I was so confused when those talks were going on is they basically played. yeah if they lost those like five of their last 10 then maybe uh but I nonetheless Liverpool were gonna win I'm glad that that's the voiding talk is not even a thing anymore because in all likelihood, they're still going to, I'll knock on wood quick here, but <laughs> in all likelihood, they'll still be able to see it through, even if it's behind closed doors. And maybe that's a model for, I know the German league, the Bundesliga is coming back, um, I believe this week, if I'm not mistaken. And then, um, really? so, but maybe that, maybe those are models to follow. And yeah, I think you're right. It is easier to track and probably easier to do for leagues like that like soccer leagues but yeah without a playoff format it's it's got to be at least a little bit more cut and dry like there's clearly like a better team quote-unquote better team and not quite so in the nba where it feels like four or five teams could win the championship given a playoff tree right now even though lebron's gonna be hard to be stopped i'm just gonna say it i'm still interested to see what happens with the nba if they're even gonna give us a season or they're going to play out the little bit of what do you guys think about the, the bubble idea that's been thrown out like in Disney world or wherever that is deeply fascinating to me. The players did not like the Vegas bubble idea. They were like, so what happens if we leave, like you're going to have security just camping out with guns and stuff, keeping us there. So they weren't really fans of it. I think it would be kind of cool for like the behind the scenes aspect for like footage and stuff that you would get where you get you a just, documentary get yeah. another last dance kind of deal so i think in that aspect i think that's really cool but it would be tough for them because you besides your team you can't see nobody so now I, I i would love i don't think it makes any sort of sense on how they would do it yeah. but i would love for the bubble idea to be a thing just because i i literally think of like the wild world of sports at disney they bring all the teams there Mm-hmm. And they just like have them play like a, what feels like pickup AAU games, essentially. It'd be cool. Um, and the way they were talking about it, it would be like AAU because they they're doing like a bunch of games back to back to back. Yeah, like, and the same yeah, court just. It would be it would be like a I, look. I would 
I don't think I know anyone who wouldn't watch every second of that. You know well, and, I mean? just, and just imagine you're getting, cool. imagine you get two games at once. Cause I remember I used to play at Disney for, for soccer and we'd go inside and it's raining and we have to like stay in there. So we're just like, Hey, let's watch the basketball guys play. And so we'd be watching these basketball guys play and there's like four courts. Uh, I, I'd imagine it wouldn't do four games at once, but imagine like two games at the same time going on. So you have Giannis over here and LeBron on this court. And they're both playing at the same time, and we get like one camera on both. Oh, man. This just sounds so fun in the same gym. Like the, that energy has to be insane. Well, and I hope, you know, I hope the league office or whoever, uh, Adam Silver, uh, was watching the, the last dance, was watching the MJ doc, because they, the, they got the model right there. They, had, they built LeBron a court on the set of Space Jam. And I would I would kill to get more footage of those scrimmages. Right. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I would love to see like a just a full length game of one of those, with uh, obviously like one of those games or the uh, the Dream Team games that um, they kind of the Dream Team games into. would be nuts. I would love all that because it's just the best in the world. Just yeah, I hope they give us on, at some point. I hope they give us on ESPN Plus like just a bunch of just behind the scenes stuff like that after the last dance is all done. I don't, yeah, I don't think cool. you need to edit, edit it either. Just, just drop yeah, give all it raw. the raw footage you have. Just yeah. put, it, put it in a file. Drop it on YouTube. I don't care. People will yeah, love don't, it. Don't, don't eat it give up. Us, don't give us the nonsense timeline that you're giving us. With <laughs> just cut that out. Yeah. Give us the stuff we want to see. Because that's a nice little transition into The Last Dance. Um, yeah. That, that's kind of one thing that I haven't. I've loved every second of all the content we've gotten in The Last Dance. But the format of it, I don't know if you or how you feel about it, Kale, has really thrown me off. Uh, we, we, we get what feels like a linear story that keeps going back to a point, but then we're not really – there's no, like, links going back to that point. It's just kind of there and bounces back. I wouldn't yeah, say no links, yeah. but at times they lack it. Yeah. Yeah. I No, I agree with that. I agree with you, Brooklyn. It's also – and it uh, – it also the weird th- the biggest gap to me, and this isn't even a nitpick or criticism. This is more like a compliment. There was all that stuff about uh, Jordan had the quote um, beforehand, and a bunch of people were kind of talking about, "Oh, this doc is going to make you not like Michael Jordan. Like it's going to reveal." And we got two episodes left, and I guess I'm still waiting for that point because, like, yeah, <laughs> these last two episodes, I was like, did did anyone think that Michael Jordan was like a nice guy? Like was exactly. any exactly under that impression, right? Yeah, there there was nothing to ever give us the impression besides, I guess, him doing Space Jam. It's like the only thing, really, and I guess He's all the commercials. Space Jam. But there was never anything to give anybody the impression that people liked MJ. If anything, I would have assumed everybody hated him just because he was always busting you. Yeah, just straight up bully. Yeah, and playing bully ball. Now, now, do I think it was like? very like cool of him to to not let Horace Grant eat (laughs) Ah, that's pretty far like he just played a game he's kind of hungry but yes I think my strongest take about the doc so far is like I I don't really care about the like you know people coming out like oh Jordan would average 45 and 20 in today's NBA it's like you know what I don't know if that's true he probably would he would be great in today's league I don't know what he would average what I know he would actually average is like 
four to five players sent into existential despair a season. <laughs> I don't know if he would be a six-time champion in the league, but he would ruin people's lives for sure. Yeah, they're like, going like, right like, to HR. Like, um, imagine all the the technicals that Draymond would have with MJ just in his dear John. Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Draymond's always on starting it. So imagine people starting it with him that can back it up. Like, MJ, oh. Come and on. MJ going to start it. Come on, man. Yeah, MJ would ruin several people's lives. Like, can you imagine the first time Lance Stevenson tries to pick up Griffin, like, at half court just to mess with him? <laughs> that would be an electric oh. matchup because Lance isn't going to back down. So that's good. That oh, would be kind of oh. fun. Lance, he might foul out, but, like. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He 100% would. This man went nuts because somebody told him, good game, Mike. And he and went he nuts. And it wasn't even true. And it and wasn't he, even true. He made it up himself just to get himself mad so he can go off. I think yeah. that was the one moment in the doc that I was just like, this guy's a psychopath. It wasn't anything like, wow, he's great for it. No, it was just like, this guy is psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he'll That's my favorite part about the doc can. is just seeing all this stuff. Because you know what Jordan's about, all like bully ball, all that stuff, just straight up competitor. But just the trash talking and stuff that we're getting out of this and all the behind the scenes stuff, it's amazing. I love it. 100%. And we get to see every single time that somebody says some sort of smack talk, he always immediately comes back and just like instant karma every time. The only one who didn't get it is a security guard. The security guard. Yeah, he took his Absolutely. money. He took his lunch money. Absolutely. That, that's my favorite part about the whole doc right there. I want that guy in the Hall of Fame. Honestly. Get him in there. But these last two episodes have been dope because we're seeing a really emotional side of MJ at the end of both episodes. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. really cool, too, to see that. And see how, like, that. the emotion kind of t- tied into, like, him mm-hmm. choosing to go play baseball and then, like, yeah. what eventually came to him unretiring for the NBA. Uh, and then how much that season meant to him. Not just, be- like, because of him losing to the Magic. and They kind of got embarrassed. Yeah. And then coming back and working as hard as he did, filming the movie. But everything kind of meant more because of his father, and that was that was cool. So him coming out of retirement with the facts saying, I'm back, got to be one of the hardest things in sports, right? Ever? Just, I'm back. Just, I'm back. I don't top, need to say nothing top else. Five, top five, like, alpha move in all yeah. of sports history, right? It, w- it would have been that much more alpha, though, if he said, I'm back, and then they came back and won. That would have been Oh, nuts. man. Oh. True. <laughs> that would have actually been electric. <laughs> Obviously, that's, like, really, like, storybook. And it, it still kind of ended up being storybook. But Yeah, I mean, he, he came back, and, yeah, they, you know, they get a practice run-up season, and then they go another three feet. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Exactly. Um, they have a, a, an elongated preseason, essentially. And then- yeah. <laughs> One thing I didn't know is that he switched from 45 back to 23 in a matter of a game because somebody told him 45, Mike, ain't 23. And then he was, all right, bet, I got you. Flip yeah. it right back. I, I knew he changed that. I, I definitely did think it lasted the full season. I actually have a 45 Jordan jersey. Or at least a little bit longer. I didn't think it got flipped just like that. Yeah, exactly. I, that was hilarious. That's another MJ thing, right, though, is just like he is so – Unreal. That's and that that speaking of favorite parts of the doc. Now that we're kind of coming to the end of it, like I think if you're a pretty avid basketball fan, even though obviously you know I was not around watching peak MJ, mm-hmm. you're a pretty ba- avid basketball fan. I feel like you know most of the basic facts of the story, right? You know about yeah. the baseball yeah. thing comes back, but 
I think the thing that I missed and people our age mostly missed is like, like you, like you said, Julian, this dude was like legitimate. He's a freaking psychopath. Yeah. Like better and worse. Like he approached (laughs) every aspect of his life with just so much insane intensity it's it's really genuinely like sort of skin tingling to watch on the on the doc play out you know he just a thousand percent on everything from the good stuff like basketball the bad stuff like gambling like everything he did like he had no he had no breaks at all it's it's incredible to watch just you know even a player like LeBron he just he seems like a human still He's on the court, and you're like, oh, my God, best player I've ever seen. And that's true for me, best player I've ever watched. But, like, he still is, like, a human. But, but Michael Jordan, you look at this, and it's like, I think he's an alien. I'm not sure he's <laughs> from the Earth. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it was, like, the first or second episode, um, he was at, like, a press conference out uh, overseas, and there was all the uh, the European people that he was near, and they're like, Oh my God! It's the God Michael Jordan. It's not the basketball player. It's not the 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 athlete. It was the God, and that just completely falls into what you're saying. It, it feels like he's a different species a little bit, mm-hmm. just from his mannerisms and like the way he reacts to stuff. I mean, this guy is all gas, no brakes, but he's a big golf player. Like that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> just. It's just a, a juxtaposition. And you got to calm down the beast every now and then. I, he wasn't, though, because he was gambling on that. And <laughs> well, I was going to say, spent like, 100K on the hole. He's trash on the golf course as well, right? Like, oh, uh, I'd imagine. 100%. But that's such a slow game that it, it kind of it, – it's kind of funny that he would go into that, especially from basketball being the way it is. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm excited for this. I don't know what these last two episodes are about or supposed to be about. I assume, like, the last one's going to be about the last – two series like the the reggie miller series and then the finals and <laughs> reggie thought he was gonna retire mike <laughs> <laughs> silly reggie, silly reggie. <laughs> it's tough oh, it is tough i feel like i feel like i'm getting obviously we're we're a little bit young uh, for this era we, we were like alive for it barely but I guess we're getting like an insight into how good some of these players that we kind of don't think of to be as good. Cause obviously like think BJ Armstrong, that's not a guy we think of every day and think, man, that guy's a dog. Yeah. Just because we didn't see him play, but we think of like somebody like Jimmy Butler, who I don't know if they're on the same level. I really don't have like a comparison, but you know, when we're older, we'll be like, Hey, Jimmy Butler was pretty good back in the day. Um, I don't but know. I, I guess similarly, like Jimmy Butler, more likely than unless he teams up with uh, LeBron or one of the other all-time greats. Like he, much like all these other dudes, yeah, that you're talking about, that all all-time players, uh, all-star level caliber players, like that don't win a champ a championship. I mean, some of the best players of all time are denied a championship just because of this. Uh, reign of michael jordan and it is interesting to look back on without having the precise historical record of you know people kind of get looked over and bj armstrong's a good example of that actually yeah and and like on the better end of that we didn't see too much of them in this documentary but the the stockton and malone like they're they're two of just the best to ever do it like ever and they didn't win 
and it's because of this dude and, and some of the other guys that we've kind of seen in this doc that were highlighted a little bit more. I think one of them is a good example that people like, unless if you're a casual basketball fan, you don't really know too much. You just see him get bullied by Shaq on inside the NBA, Charles, Charles Barkley. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know that Charles was actually about that back in the day. He was, he was good. He was, Charles was, <laughs> he as was good as, as it was back then too. And I don't think a lot of people knew that and seeing that, like, what's he doing here? Well, go look. <laughs> yeah, and and he kind of got embarrassed as as a lot of yeah. as everybody. Everybody got embarrassed. I might get a final. Everybody yeah. got embarrassed. It, it, it's it's kind of funny too that somebody like um, Gary Payton was interviewed for this a little bit, or I guess it was interviewed back in the day, and he was just like, "Yeah, I wish I started this earlier because like I had him." And Mike, yeah, just you, like, you just had to tire him out. That's it. Just had to tire him like, out. <laughs> That's not what this was. The glove? It, I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> it's easy to say that now, 20 years later, though. Yeah. I mean, he, the glove might have been a problem. I don't really know. Gave him one know. game, and then that was it. Right back. <laughs> Done deal. So. So, uh, we got one more week, though. And so, that's that's kind of exciting uh, that this is this fun little five-week journey is coming to an end. Uh, and it, it kind of just makes me excited for, like, more of these. I, like – I want to see in five years something else come out, some other documentary of somebody who uh, we looked up to really well, like an A Rod. Doc- oh my God, an A Rod documentary. A-Rod would nuts. be sick. I would go nuts. Speaking of that, are you guys? Did you see the thing? Um, ESPN's coming out in um, a manner of weeks. I think late late May, early June. They're kind of um, uh, over the course of a few weeks during that period of time, coming out with a few new docs. Um, one is on. The uh, home run battle in the late yeah. 90s there. And then so so Mark, McGuire. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa race. That's going to be sick. I, cannot, so, so I can't crazy. wait for that. Yeah, and then another's on my personal favorite topic, Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so I'm, I'm waiting out for that. I'll be very, very sad in the intervening week or two between this <laughs> and those. But I think the Armstrong one is the first one. That was something that struck me because I saw that little news release come out when mm-hmm. I was watching the first episodes of The Last Dance. And it and the connection jogged in my memory is obviously with Armstrong the biggest headline is the the huge like drug scandal and, and how that all went down. And um but it's easy to forget like basically the reason he was caught, right, is because he came out of retirement in in two thousand nine. And it and it was it, it struck me, I was like it's very MJ-esque the way that happened. Like he's this dominant when he, when he retired, like similar kind of dude to MJ, like super intense, not a lot of other cyclists liked him, super dominant team, but pretty much everyone regards him as the greatest ever, even with all the allegations and the animosity. And then it's just like a hubris thing uh, of the comeback. And obviously Armstrong's downfall was a lot greater than MJ's just being kind of okay on the Wizards for a, a couple seasons, but it struck me that, like, dudes like that, they really aren't actually very good at knowing when to quit. Yeah. It's just a competitor in them. Yeah. You really want to give up? Fascinating. If you think you can st- – I mean, a, a, a modern example of that, and to a lesser degree because there's been su- success, but Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tiger, obviously, he had a great year last year, or was it last year or the year before? I don't remember. He won the Masters in his uh his first like full comeback season fully healthy but 
it's it's not like he's a, a spring chicken and he's in his the prime of his mm-hmm. uh, athletic uh, capacity. And should he be calling it quits? I don't really know. I I know he's definitely chasing that uh, those majors records, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know these, these guys they don't they don't know when to quit because they don't want to quit. They they kind of just want to keep going until until the wheels fall off. Well, I mean Tom Brady, right? That's yeah. You know, even that's the famous quote everyone keeps talking about from his dad is he knows it's going to end poorly and it always ends poorly. Yeah. Remember, you know, we remember the six titles, not the run with the Wizards, or you know, we remember the dominant run uh, for Tiger, not the three or four seasons when he wasn't making the cut. But like it, ne- yeah, it never ends well which is interesting. It's hard to and, walk out on top. Well, yeah. and even when it does end well, does it really? I mean, think of uh, guys that it quote-unquote ended well for. Uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, he won a Super Bowl, but he couldn't, like, move his fingers. He couldn't feel his fingers. He was in such, like, pain and duress. Yeah, he was full-on noodle arm that last season. Yeah, and, and you could, like, see it. Every week you, like, saw yeah. that noodle get, like, limper and limper. And it was like, okay, Peyton. I think hoping the- you're okay. The only example I can think of as like you could make a reasonable argument would be Elway, right? Because he yeah. he win he wins the Super Bowls and then just then he's out. He's gone. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis too. You got to go out one on a chip. But for him, it's a little um, different because he had such um, a strange career arc mm-hmm. with all the everything that kind of happened in his career outside yeah. of the field. So he was never quite celebrated as he probably shouldn't have been uh allegedly again but yeah i guess going out on top also is a little bit different than just winning a championship if you think of somebody like jeter who's close to us yeah. uh, he went out on essentially on top more, you know more or less uh, about as good as he could have with uh, the the famed yankee walk off against the, the, Orioles. the second best last game ever yeah and yeah, and Kobe too. I mean, to an extent, yeah. but I, Kobe to a lesser extent, just because those last couple seasons with all the injuries. Yeah, that yeah. last game was awesome, but yeah, the last couple seasons. I agree with Jeter though. He was, I mean, when he retired, it was the sort of thing where it wouldn't have been crazy for him to come back. Like just athletically speaking, right? Yeah. Like didn't look like he he maybe lost a couple of steps. He wasn't doing the insane athletic stuff he did earlier in his career, but he was still. You know, top half of the league shortstop. Yeah. Still being clutch. <laughs> and, yeah, so obviously there's different uh, bars for what it is to, to go out on top. But it's going to be tough to, to make it end the way that you would imagine it, I guess, because there's no way to imagine an ending. Right. And, and, and it depends on your perspective. If you're a Patriots fan, unless Tom Brady, like, goes – 19 and 0 and wins the Super Bowl with the Bucks. It's hard for yeah. What are, what better way is there to do it? There's not. <laughs> There's just not like. Speak. I'm speaking to the wrong crowd here. <laughs> no, but just it. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. No, I got you. There's no. Yeah, for Tom, specifically. Imagine the Patriots are somehow good, some by some stretch of the imagination. Oh. Like imagine if they're good. They make it to the Super Bowl. They play the Bucks, and then Tom beats them. Oh my! That's like to win a Super Bowl in your home oh, stadium man. for the first oh. time ever. That 
Oh, See, by the way, that that is when you walk away and you retire that moment. You retire that, instantly. You yeah. like get your you hold it up, you kiss Giselle, and you say, I'm out, and you drop the trophy. You say, <laughs> I have seven of these, and you drop the Larry over. Yeah, Gronk goes and dents another Lombardi. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, and that's my that's my worry. We're talking about sports coming back or not coming back. That's my worry. They did the whole um schedule unveiling for the NFL, and I'm a Saints fan. And I mean, there was those reports, which I mean, it's not even a report. It's certainly just a news item that Bree, Drew Brees, the uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback, he's he's out. Like he, this is pretty decidedly his last year. He's already got the contract lined up, the broadcast con- contract lined up when he's out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talk about the last dance. If you're a Saints fan right now, it's like, all right, this is it. Uh, so I am hoping and praying that the uh, – some some way we're able to put a football year together. But. Yeah, you guys have been right there. <laughs> been right there. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of unfortunate things. A lot there. of nonsense. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of nonsense. But at least they still have Drew. And even obviously Drew to me is one of the top ever, mm. and he's an all-time great. He's still one of the best in the league currently. But even when he's gone, as long as there's like a a, a competent fill-in. I think the Saints will be okay and be able to, to make a run. Again, it, it yeah. takes a competent feeling. You're not going to trip Mitch Brisky. He's not going to do the job. Well, they got they got Jameis. So <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, yeah, that. I forgot they got Jameis. They really brought in like the complete polar opposite of Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, one of the most efficient passers in league history. And then it's like, let's get Jameis Winston. Hey, but Jameis got LASIK, okay? That boy that, got his eyesight back. Get, now. You can tell who's on his team. That is, I really want to know the extent of how bad he couldn't see. I, I yeah. really want like a look into Jameis's eyes for the last three seasons. And was it a blur? Could you, if if you were playing the Cardinals and they're wearing red pants, did you know who you were throwing to? Like, I want, yeah, I want like pro football focus to go back and like look through all of his interceptions and see which ones were on like the same color spectrum as the Bucks. Oh, like, there has <laughs> to be some. I bet you there's a correlation, like a, a correlation. Yeah, but I mean, so many teams are red, and they play like I guess they only play the Falcons twice a year. And the Falcons don't have a good defense, so yeah, see there. <laughs> so maybe not, but that would be really funny if there was a correlation on like if he threw more to the Browns and to teams wearing red. That would be how frustrating <laughs> would it be as a Bucks fan to oh man uh, have Jameis Winston be that horrible, and then and then a year after Drew Brees retires, takes over for the Saints, and is all of a sudden good. And, and that's it's gonna just, happen. What's gonna happen? It's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. I got no doubt in my mind that that's gonna happen. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. And it's not like it's not because the weapons or anything. I mean, he's he's downgrading in weapons actually, which is kind of interesting. It's weird to think that leaving to go to Michael Thomas is downgrading, but it is. Yeah, because I mean, Mike Evans are so good. Is, yeah. It's Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook basically on the Saints, right? Yeah, um, and Jared Cook's a little. Uh, Jared Cook's pretty freaking old, man. He's pretty old. He's I like Jared Cook. Him, he's I pretty old. If you have Drew Brees, who can, like, sling it to him, yeah. you can put it right in the hands. Like, that's fine. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, Taysom plays tight end, so yeah, Taysom. <laughs> he pl- Taysom is an. Who ad. knows what he is? Uh, he's he's Bo Jackson out there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he just does whatever animal, you tell him bro. to do. <laughs> it is. He reminds me of like. If you ever played like the NCAA games and you had a quarterback, but you didn't actually use him as a quarterback, but you could, but you didn't. It reminds oh, me of yeah. that. 
Like, oh, yeah. If you need to throw a bomb and you were down 10, you're going to do it. But, like, you're definitely going to run your uh, your read options and only run it. He's like a typical high school quarterback playing yeah. everywhere and then just slinging it when he needs to. So well, yeah. that's, why he was, that's why he looked like at um, BYU as well. Um, you know, he like you look at the, the utility. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, and it's you know, who better who better than Sean Payton, the absolute madman, to use him that way. The madman. That's a great way to describe. But <laughs> you mentioned Jared Cook, and I just wanted to bring this up real quick. Um, shout out to Drew Brees for making. Um, Jimmy Graham looked good because he has been exposed <laughs> as the fraud he is for the last half a decade. I don't know how Drew did it, but he stinks. Jimmy Graham stinks. The funny thing, too, at the time I remember, because basically the lead up to him getting traded to the Seahawks, right, was he wanted to get tagged as a wide receiver because he was playing all those uh, snaps basically in the spot. Just and you make you would make more money as a receiver. Exactly. And the Saints, obviously, they wanted to tag him as a tight end. Eventually, it leads to that trade. But at the time, I was furious about this. I was like, we traded Jimmy Graham for a center? <laughs> Who's Max Unger, who ended up being, like, a really important Like, really, really good. Yeah. And then, like, hey, guess what? He's Drew Brees. He, he'll figure out a way to get it open, just get someone kind of tall and, like, who knows how to run roots, and it'll be the exact same product. And it's like, okay, cool. And but, then yeah. you – and then you don't necessarily downgrade in quarterback at all. No. Potentially no. an upgrade. Like, I, those two are so talented. You know, you go to Russell Wilson and you still – you just stink. You, you, you would think head. a player like Jimmy Graham would be better with Russell Wilson because he can move around more. That's even more time for a big guy. And you would, would think because he doesn't have any weapons. His best weapon was Doug Baldwin. No knock on Doug, but – Yeah. You know, like, Doug Baldwin's no, no Michael Thomas. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up some Jimmy Graham slander. I'm here for that. Oh, no. And then he goes to Aaron Rodgers, and he still sucks. Can you imagine having that, like, mediocre of a career with that set of quarterbacks? He went from Drew Brees to Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. Probably, definitely all three Hall of Famers, right? Those are all three Hall of Fame guys. All first ballot, too. Like, no question. Yeah. And, and, And he had, like, basically, what, four, four and a half good seasons across those three quarterbacks. I something. Yeah, I right. something like that. And <laughs> yeah. if they were full seasons, like, yeah. he's lucky. That's just so crazy. Anybody else that's, like, majorly underperformed for absolutely no reason? I don't mm. – That's a great question. I feel like I feel like the entire Green Bay Packers organization <laughs> has to be one. <laughs> because to have Aaron Rodgers there and win one Super Bowl, and it was, like, when he just decided – actually, it wasn't even him. That was the season – um, my roommate Nick, Kale's good friends with Nick as well. Uh, he brings this up all the time. The Bears could have blocked the Packers from making the playoffs the year they won the Super Bowl. And they decided to lay an egg in the last game of the season. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, like the Bears started. like to do. <laughs> yeah, like the Bears like to do for some reason. And it always bites them in the butt. Bears, figure it out. Play your games all the way through. Um, they lose that game to the Packers, let them in the playoffs. They play them the next week, and the Packers spank them and then go in to win the Super Bowl. Was that, that was what that was uh, a that was the la- one of the last Cutler years, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Jay Cutler. That's when Jay Cutler was still a dog over there. Yeah, man. Look, Jay, oh. yeah, love seeing Jay Cutler in the news again. If you, I don't know what <laughs> they're doing in terms of your quarantine watches, but I swear to God, check out, check out Barry Cavallari. You don't even have to watch the show. You can just fast forward and find the parts with Jay Cutler in it, 
it is like peak polarizing. He's polarizing. It's incredible. It's exactly like watching him on the football field. You don't. <laughs> he, he sucks. But you can't stop watching. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's great. Oh man, he's another one of those guys. He he was so talented, but just didn't care. Yeah. Do Do you guys remember when he was on the Bron- when he got drafted? He's on the Broncos, and people were making legitimate, like serious based. He could be the next Elway comparisons. Absolutely and like, not. it wasn't the most outlandish thing, just because of like his arm. But yeah, no, it was I'm, like smart people making the points, and it was just like little <laughs> did we know what was going on inside his brain, though. <laughs> Has anybody else like not cared about their profession that like a high level of profession? being in it and just not caring about it as much as him. Cause I don't know, maybe like the son of a rich guy who was like given a CEO position. Like that would be my example. But no. I was going to say basic. So Jay Cutler is basically the opposite MJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I don't know who was on that Broncos team, but I'm sure like some random like tight end too was like, come on, Jay. No, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, Jay. He's like, it was not happening. <laughs> it was not happening. Just... <laughs> Take it. If Jay Cutler lived in the Jewel era when he was like our age, oh, he, it would be over. He wouldn't have Good. made it out of high yeah. school. Oh, no question. <laughs> I, I mean, he does seem like – he seems like the kind of person that he discovered that he could throw the ball 80 yards just because he, like, happened to be sitting in a lawn chair one time and was like, I need to throw something 80 yards for some reason. <laughs> Gets a gets up, gets a little crow hop, and just hucks it, and he gets yeah. that Uncle Rico moment. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. "You got like a chance." <laughs> got a chance. Sitting there one time, and like he just felt that he should be on the varsity team. I'm just imagining the conversation in sophomore year, Jay Cutler. Uh, I assume he just always looked like this, so he's just a 30 year old man looking high school sophomore, and he talks to his coach. He's like, "I think I should be on the team. I think I should be the quarterback." <laughs> yeah, you just throw a pass in your life, and then he just throws it 80 yards. And he goes like, huh. He's like, all right, son. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Jay Keller and Jimmy Graham slander is what I'm here for. That's what, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is good. Yeah, this Nick, is, if you're, Nick, if and when you listen to this, uh, I'm sorry for bringing up those memories. That's, that's bad. That's rude on my part. <laughs> It is rude. That's what we do here at The Spectators. We dig deep into those bad sports memories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And bring them out. There's a lot of them. Yeah. We got our fair share. That's what it is. But backtracking a little bit, you brought up, uh, obviously, MJ coming out of retirement. Lance Armstrong coming out of retirement. We got one more new one coming out of retirement. (sighs) This is... This is is not one that anybody during this quarantine or within the last 10 years would have thought. Wild. Iron Mike Tyson got an offer for one mil to do a little charity fight against a rugby player. Well, that one mil quickly turned into 20 mil for a bare knuckle fight against this rugby player. (laughs) Now, on top of that, somebody that got a little taste from Mike back in the day <laughs> wants a little piece of him now. Uh, a Mike Tyson piece. wants a bigger piece. Potentially <laughs> coming back to bite the other ear of Evander Holyfield. <laughs> it's honestly this, this is the most electric thing I've ever seen. This, this is, is the most 2020 thing ever. <laughs> this, this feels like something that was concocted in somebody's just like really sick like 
acid dream and he like spoke to Mike about it and he's like, hey, you got to do it, man. Yeah, someone caught Mike Tyson at the exact right, right arc of like a really good high. Like he was, he was in the middle of like some, he was watching like the new uh, Creed movie or something and somebody, <laughs> somebody shoots him a text like, you back? And he's just like, yeah. I'm back. <laughs> Being totally send out, fair. Send out like, the tweet. I'm back. I'm yeah. Back. Being, yeah. Being totally fair. Like, you know, if you it, it, look, watching any Mike Tyson fight from his prime and then looking at him now, like, he's still pretty terrifying. Like, I don't know, man. Evander Holyfield, rethink this. Oh, he's been working <laughs> out too. He looks brolic. Like, yeah. man. He's a big dude. I mean, because he's trying to be, he's in all these movies now. So he has to say in shape. Fighting way, man. Man, I, I don't I know it if happens. it's gonna be a fun fight. Like, I hope it, it happens. Two fifty-year-olds, just—it's <laughs> like when you see the videos of the old old men trying to fight, and like they're yeah. in their walkers just swinging. One of them almost falls over, but doesn't really fall over. <laughs> What's the stamina level gonna be at? Is the question because they probably oh, it's got to be a two-round fight. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be, or we'll say three. You gotta have an odd number. Three they're, they're gonna five. they're gonna put it five, but they're gonna be gassed by two and a half, three. Those are minute long rounds. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, just make the rounds shorter, right? Yeah, you would have to. Yeah, two two and a half each round, five rounds, and hey, we're we're in for a treat. And hopefully, no more ear biting this time. Just clean the earwax out your ears. You know. Yeah, if if you do, just make sure everything's clean. You washed it beforehand. No corona spreading. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That would because <laughs> that would be unfortunate if <laughs> if Mike Tyson gets corona from Holyfield because he bites his ear. Gets corona due to earwax. That's tough. I hate to see it. Honestly, that's, that's tough. But we don't exa- I don't know. I haven't read anything from the CDC about like if it could be spread through like ear blood or earwax so yeah mike look out look out you know <laughs> yeah, yeah this is this is definitely some some like if you play like a boxing video game and it lets you play with the legends it kind of feels like that like we play a lot of mlb to show it's like i got willie stargell at first base you think he could like touch a bat right now without falling the dust no <laughs> well, like ufc you're able to use all the legends and stuff they have bruce lee on there <laughs> Oh, Bruce would never. Bruce would never lose a fight. That's not fair. But like they got a bunch of legends on there too, and it's like, man, you you can't picture any of them coming out and doing anything like that. No, because no, because once you retire, usually when you're a fighter, you're like still working out. Like look at The Rock; he obviously works out. He's a movie star now, but they're not like in fighting shape. They're just yeah, they're yeah. There's a pretty big difference between being fit and being strong, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out there walking around the streets doing their home workouts right now that are plenty fit, but none of them are none of them are professional fighters strong. Right? <laughs> like, very big difference. And I wonder, like, how heavy Mike's hand is now to what it was. Like, obviously it drops off, but being Mike Tyson, how much does it drop off? <laughs> Imagine uh, what it was, just like very scaled down. So it's like a brick used to hit you, and now it's like, just a smaller brick. See, I don't even know if it was a brick back then. It might have been a kettlebell. <laughs> now it's a five-pound less kettlebell. I'll take it. That works. I think it, I think it still hurts if it gets you on the chin. Also, especially if you're also Man. in your 50s, 
I'm not sure if that makes a difference. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, it might hurt him a little bit more at 50, honestly. That arthritis probably hit. That's got to be some bruised up knuckles, yeah. Yeah, like carpal. If you're a fighter, you probably got some carpal tunnel going on. That probably hurt. This this is probably the worst case of a midnight midlife crisis that we've seen from any <laughs> professional. <laughs> He's had all the cars. <laughs> what more do you buy? If you're like a middle class dude who worked in finance for a while, you can just go buy a Corvette. If you're Mike Tyson, you have like five Corvettes. You just gotta go fight a Vander Holyfield. Yeah, when you've been on top of the world, what more do you do? You can't do nothing. There's nothing else. Like you've done it all. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't just uh if you're a middle class guy and you're gonna go buy that Corvette at fifty, go do it. You treat treat yourself. Treat Get your top off too. Go do it. <laughs> you are indeed king. <laughs> Take the top off too. <laughs> but man. Oh, man. And uh we got we got a we actually have live sports right now. In the in the oddest way possible. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and just the <laughs> way possible. We have Korean baseball. And so, my question for both of you, have you looked at the teams? If so, who's your team? This is your opportunity. You can't turn back now. This is the ride or die moment. Ride or die? Ride or die. I'm going to go with the one that I saw randomly on the TV <laughs> just walking by the other day. It's, all I saw is Kia and Samsung. They know the team <laughs> names. They know any of that. I was like, all right, that's how we're doing it. They were up. 12 to 2. So, I'm a first time in my life, I'm going to just be a bandwagon. I'm going with the Samsung Lions. <laughs> and, and that's my team. I'm, I'm rocking Wait, is with that them. Really the thing? Samsung Lions. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bunch of the teams are just a bunch of brand names, which is some yeah. random animal. <laughs> so, shout out. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, the yeah, Lions, who do you got? Who, did the Lions your... get the win, Brooklyn? I mean, it was 12 to 2, I think, in the eighth. So, was, was by that today any... or was that yesterday? It was a couple of days ago. Okay, because they played Kia again. I'm looking at it right now. They played Kia again yesterday and they got whooped. So, I went with the best logo. Um, similar, similarly, random selection process to Brooklyn there. I was like, I don't really know much about Korean geography. Like, I know where Seoul is. I don't really know much about Korea at all. So, yeah, I went, I went through and kind of looked at just, like, the logos, and I picked the one that looked like a dragon, and I thought they were called the dragons. I discovered that they're, some, they're called the wyverns? The wyverns, yeah. Wyverns. They're <laughs> called the wyverns, which, like, it looks like a dragon, so I've been calling them the dragons. But, like, um... Yeah, I'm not a big – I'm not a huge – like I told you guys, I'm not a huge baseball fan when it's the MLB. Uh, I cannot even remotely pretend to be a fan of any Korean sport, much less <laughs> Korean baseball. Um, but uh, I'm a pretty avid sports gambler. Uh, <laughs> and this was the perfect opportunity to get back to doing what I love. Uh, so I won, uh, I won on the over on uh the the dragons and i don't even know what the other team's game was let's go congrats <laughs> money well earned what was the yeah, over so that's what we're that. doing now that is the sad state of my quarantine <laughs> you know what the, the over under was on that game? well go ahead with the over under <laughs> do you have an idea of what the the number was on that kill 
lost Cal for a second. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't catch that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw you lag. Mayday, bit. mayday. Yeah. Uh, I said, any idea what the number on that over-under was? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, what'd you say, Jim? <laughs> we lost him again. <laughs> yeah, we are some technical. Difficulty. Do you know what uh, the over-under was on that game? Oh, it was pretty. It was pretty nice, actually. I think it was like uh, nine and a half. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good game to go to if you're going over nine and a half. So yeah, so I for me, I think like the lowest point of sports gambling during this quarantine has been betting on the simulated games. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that like a uh, Bleacher Report and everybody's just putting out. If you're betting on those, I have not reached that level of degeneracy <laughs> quite yet. Hey, all power to you. <laughs> all I, power can to you. I can tell you, I've come close. If there was any like easy ways to do it um i would have 100 percent been gambling on marble racing um oh, the, the the best and the most exhilarating sports experience i've gotten in two months is just marbles going down a slightly carved out track with rocks and sticks still in it <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and you just got to pick one to start thumbs up and this right here is why we need sports to come back. This is exactly why. We just need some sort of entertainment. It's getting that's dark. Live. Um, but Marble Racing is great. So if you guys, if you guys are bored, just go watch a Marble Race on YouTube for like a couple of minutes. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. So, Jew, what team are you rocking with? Oh, for the for the Korean League? Uh-huh. I'm I'm there with Kale. I'm I'm a y- SK Wyverns guy. Um, gotcha. That that one was easy for me. Uh, as a as a big a uh, former RuneScape player, uh, Wyverns were in that game, and I recognized that right away. I'm like, perfect. Here we go. Oh, so, see, so that's how you knew how to pronounce it. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> and, so, and a former Seattle Dragons fan. So, you had, to go, you had to go with the Dragons. Yes. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. Yes. Oh, man. I miss the Dragons. I miss the Apollos, too. I miss the XFL. XFL was really fun. Pretty good team names. Yeah, honestly. Uh, the Defenders is not a good team name, sadly, but. No, that was bad. That's just a beer snake. How I don't understand, Kale. You <laughs> you have some insight on this. So so Kale lived in uh the the nation's capital for a little bit there. Uh, I would like to understand if there's any sort of reasoning for how incredibly bad all of their team names are. Because <laughs> they don't have a single good team name, and I want to know why. Wow, no, yeah, I'm I'm trying to. You're exactly right. Um, we're not giving them pass credit for the bullets. Um, I would, but they came from from somewhere else, so no. They were Baltimore originally, so yeah, okay. So they were the Baltimore them. bullets, so there's no, alliteration. The Baltimore there. bullets is hard. That's a hard name. That's a hard name. Yeah, the Capitals is bad. You definitely uh, shouldn't have the bullets as the the team in the nation's capital. I'll say that right now. Yeah, that's true. That's a tough look. <laughs> on like a few different levels. Yeah, so. our, the Capitals is just very very typical. Wizards is pretty bad. No, that's true. I I never the thought the Capitals about it. is okay. I guess that's fine. like it, it's fine for what it is. Like it makes sense. It's, in, it's inoffensive, but like yeah. the Nationals is like mm, come on. That's the name of the league. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. That's the Nationals pretty, is the tough. Wizards just makes no sense. And yeah, the, the Wizards is racist. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if your ceiling if your ceiling is inoffensive and your floor is racist, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's>, it, <laughs> I don't know that I have a specific insight to why that is exactly. I would say 
my 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 closest approximation is my younger sister works for a congressman and and so i've uh, through her i'm connected with a whole bunch of people who work in the political world right and the funniest fact i think i've ever learned through that process is that um you know how you'll see a bill come through and it's like the a, a very famous example is like the patriot act right yeah and they'll always be all capitalized those are actual acronyms all of those sort of um Patriot Act, um, uh, this, this, uh, this, that, or the other bill that goes through uh, that has those all caps names, whether it's, you know, a national security, whatever, or, uh, or like a tax bill, what have you, uh, they're all acronyms. And so they have like specific ta uh, staff that is tasked with coming up with those dumb acronyms. So maybe it's the <laughs> same people coming up with those dumb acronyms. That are coming up with the team names. Huh. That's so all I got. If you're, if you're a DC avid DC sports fan and you have any made up acronyms for these teams, give us a <laughs> give me a reason to to want to cheer for them. I would love to hear a um, what like a a Patriot Act long fit, like super uh, contrived acronym version of like yeah the Washington Capitals. That'd be awesome. <laughs> And yeah, that would be as contrived as it gets. So I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. Uh, yeah, give me that content. Whoever's whoever's willing. Will Macbeth, I'm pointing at you. That seems like something that um, Will, who me and Julian went to college with, and he's a he's a DC boy. He could come up with that. Oh, yeah. he's got some time on his hands. He's all uh, remote learning for school now. Like he's coasting in. Come up with some acronyms. <laughs> That's your homework, Will. We we got. It. <laughs> Yeah, that that's wild. Yeah, DC Defenders is kind of where that they really lost me there. That's where. Yeah, they didn't defenders. try at all. They didn't try hard at all. Man, come on, we got the Tampa Vipers. That's hard. Yeah. You know, the Renegades is kind of cool. Battlehawks was sick. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, oh man, just sports. I miss sports. We're, I think I'm getting withdrawals. Yeah, we're, we're close. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully sooner and later. And again, we've only heard from these two leagues, the the I guess Bundesliga too, so that's three. Uh Premier League and the MLB. So we're hoping to hear back from the NBA soon. NFL, we got the schedule. Hopefully that stays because that's obviously a little bit further in the future. So hopefully nothing gets pushed back from that. It's like really interesting that this has not affected the NFL in any way. Like obviously we did the online like draft, but which is really cool. But apart I feel from that, like it's this, still this has been, like business as usual. Yeah, because the NFL is still a ways out, so they got time before they gotta make any type of move. So there's really no point to do it just to say you're doing it and then have to revert everything back. And yeah, I guess we have like training camps right now, but if you can't do that at home, then you probably shouldn't be in the NFL because I mean you don't really have the drive to do it. So just like go out there and do your training then they're still on schedule. That's, like, really odd, actually. They've just, like, completely avoided – you know what? That's my conspiracy theory. This was Roger Goodell. Uh, <laughs> he, br he brought out the virus. From his evil uh, basement. <laughs> oh, from his basement so that people could see him in his basement and like him more. Because I actually genuinely have a slightly different opinion on Goodell after this, uh, this draft. Mm -hmm. He, like, showed that he wasn't, like, this vile alien. I'm right there with that you. I, that I thought he was. You thought it was pretty good press for him? 
Um, yeah. I, I think so. I, I think he showed that he's like a person, um, that he understands these traditions, like him getting booed. Uh, he like understands and sees these things. Him getting booed on the Zoom call right behind him with the fans of each team. It was pretty funny. That that was amazing. I love that. I don't know. If you can show that you're like a person and not just this rich guy. And then he did something where he like cut his salary or something to that tune. To zero. Yeah, he's like not making money. Absolutely zero. It's just like little things that make him seem like, hey, you're maybe not the worst person I've ever never met. But (laughs) I was on the board. Up until he sat down and just laid back in the chair like this. Oh, I'm a Goodell fan. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I was <laughs> I think I'm a little more skeptical of Goodell than you guys still, but yeah, he got. I, I'm not gonna pretend like he did get me with the massive recline. Like he's got like a foot of chair above his head, and he's not a small dude. <laughs> he's a big man. Reclined <laughs> in that chair, and I was like, all right. <laughs> Dude, dude makes thirty-four million a year. Although, yeah, he, you're right. He, uh, he, but normally he makes like you know thirty-four whatever million a year. He makes, uh, I think that's right. Um, and just got his weird little basement study thing and, <laughs> and fully freaking reclined in that lazy boy. That was a flex. That was a flex. It was definitely a flex. <laughs> that that was hilarious. Uh, before we head out, uh, I want to talk to Kale specifically about one last thing me and Brooklyn have talked about it a bunch. Um, there's, there's one particular star that I'm hoping gets a lot of press. She, she got a lot of press all of this year. Um, and I hope that kind of continues. Uh, just, just what is your, your whole, what what do you think about the WNBA draft and, and our girl, ah. the, one, the one and only Sabrina, her getting drafted and just like everything that she's done and been through this last year. Well, I was really excited for the University of Oregon women's basketball team to win the national title. That was cool. Um, I believe that I believe that it is official since we had <laughs> the draft that we did. Uh, the NCAA took a look at it and was like, "Yep, Oregon was the yeah. best team. Here's your trophy." <laughs> That's what should have happened. Um, no, but uh, I, I mean, I had a great time. I think. Um, Without knowing the exact viewership numbers, I'm guessing that the entire state of Oregon who aren't OSU fans was tuned in for that. Like, I know I got like a million snaps and what uh, Snapchats and whatever when uh, she was drafted, and then obviously um, uh, we had three of the top eight picks. I mean, it was really it was super fun. Um, and I don't even actually usually watch most of the drafts. Um, I usually will just like follow it on Twitter or whatever. Um, so that was one of the first drafts along with the NFL draft after that, that I actually watched as a broadcast. And it was, it was almost as good as a game. I think we were just so deprived at that point, even that <laughs> it kind of felt like that. I mean, just watching her, I graduated from Oregon in 2017. So, uh, we only, we only overlapped a little bit, but then obviously, uh, always just watching the games and made it up for a few and just you know to tie it back into what we talked about earlier with the mj doc i mean she has she has that kind of same dna in her right um and obviously she was really close with kobe and and he's sort of a pretty direct descendant of that kind of um i guess philosophy right but she's totally the same way i mean you you see i think there was that game 
um, later in the year, it was one of the last games that was played before um, the whole quarantine thing hit against Stanford. And it was one of those situations, and it's like you're watching an MJ or a Kobe where you just see the moment click on where she's like, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to take over now. This was fun, but uh, I'm going to end this like right, right now. It, this is done. Um, and it's so rare to see someone have that kind of talent in any sport, right? Like, you know, there's these incredible talents and whether it's college or the professional levels um, where everyone's super talented and, you know, every now and again, uh, any player can have an incredible streak or whatever, but it is very much the kind of thing where as a fan or as an observer of the sport, you know it when you see it and you're just like, oh my God, she is so much better than everyone else on the court. And that's kind of the same thing you feel like when LeBron hits that level or when Kobe hit that level or when MJ hit that level, it's like, they're literally unstoppable. Not like as a hyperbole, like anytime they want to score, they're going to get to the bucket and score. They're going to go for um, the open shot and score. And, um, and I think that's the most exciting thing for me. I don't pretend to have been a huge WNBA fan prior to this. I could probably count on two hands the number of WNBA games I've watched up to this season. It's definitely a handful. No, that's I'm more be, than me. <laughs> I'm going to be watching this season. I'm like, I'm like a legitimate, like, you know, New York Liberty fan just because of this one player. And I, I'm definitely not alone in that, you know? Um, and I'm so I know bad. you got your jersey in. I got, yeah, I got my uh, 2-0 UNESCO jersey. And, uh, like, yeah, I'm going to be tuning in for that, you know, freaking hopefully, right, like when it comes back. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing, right? I, I listened to your guys' conversation with August Frasky, who is in a similar position in her own sport, where you do need the stars, right? Like the infrastructure and creating the league, getting the sponsors, all the sorts of nuts and bolts of a sports league are fine, but that exists for a lot of sports. I mean, there's a Premier League of lacrosse, and I don't watch those games. Uh, there's a you know professional like Ultimate Frisbee League, and ultimately, like the product is the stars. And when you have a player, and not to say she's the only one, like, but at least for uh, the more casual fans, someone of her stature and with that cutthroat mentality and that kind of flashy game, that that absolutely is what gets people into the game as an entry point. And then you can figure out the next steps, right? I'm mm -hmm. sure when I watch more, I'll become a more intelligent fan and be like, okay, here's the way that the women's game differs or here you can kind of see the similarities of how they're running plays. And But just to get into the sport, it's like, oh my God, this is freaking awesome. This is just fun to watch. Um, and that, that applies to any number of sports that are like the WNBA, maybe not as established yet, right? You talk about, you know, track and field or whatever. You need... Uh, you need those personalities to elevate the sport to that level. And Sabrina, I think, is a perfect example of that. Absolutely. Yeah, you bring up track and field. I mean, the Usain Bolts of this world. I mean, how many right. people watch track and field for the Olympics or maybe even outside of the Olympics because they wanted to see this guy whose talent just popped and you just knew what you were watching was special. And, and from watching it then, now you just watch it because you were – and might as well keep on doing it. And yeah, the same exactly. thing happens. And then, you know, you see a guy like just Justin Gatlin, for example. Him and Bolt had their uh, epic race against each other. Uh, Gatlin raced a little bit longer. So you're like, hey, I want to watch that guy. And then you mm -hmm. see him lose to somebody. And it kind of is that, that endless spiral of now you're just a fan. And then the same thing with Tiger. Well, golf. Yeah. 
so yeah, many I people became became uh, golf fans because of Tiger. Yeah, I, I, this goes I, on for I, I whatever like golf other to an extent because of him. Like if golf, if Tiger wasn't a thing, I would never have touched golf. Well, I mean, you know, again, to, to loop in a what we were talking about earlier, Lance Armstrong, um, for how divisive he is now. Uh, like that's what got me into cycling when I was pretty young, and you know, well after it was <laughs> established that uh, Lance Armstrong is not what the sport aspires to, and everything else that went with that. Like, I mean, I'm still a hardcore cycling fan just because that was the entry point. And then, yeah, you learn the sport and you learn um, the intricacies of it. And that's how you end up kind of falling in love. So I do genuinely really hope that um, that Sabrina has that effect on women's basketball because that would be really great for the sport as a whole, basketball as a whole. And uh, it'd be cool to see that happen for someone who is that dedicated and is not to be, you know, like, sports as role models but she's a terrific example for young athletes right oh yeah oh yeah well and maybe i mean look hopefully august rasky can I, I saw a little press thing come across my uh twitter timeline about a uh, american professional volleyball league so i know august she just signed her contract with a uh french team in the south of france in the, the top division there but you know maybe once she's uh maybe once she's won a couple championships over there she can Come on, hop up, hop back over here and make uh, do for do for women's volleyball what Sabrina's about to do for women's basketball. Let's get that going. Yeah. All right, and, and that would be incredible, especially with uh, somebody as great as August is just as a person. Uh, obviously, we know her personally, but but she's got that flair too. I mean, she's you know she kind of like talks a little bit of trash and she mm-hmm. got the celebrations and stuff. Like she's got that X factor. She maybe yeah, she needs- and. and Kale will remember this. Um, we would go. We used to go to every volleyball game, right? There would be little girls in the stands with space buns. August thing is she would put her hair in like the the double space buns. We call them the panda ears. Mm-hmm. And um, there were little girls in the stands that would do it to like look like August. That's awesome. Yeah. That's trend setting right there, man. That's and the that's the Jordan ones of hair right there. <laughs> the Jordan ones of that's a quote. I like that. <laughs> that's a. That's an absolute quote. Holy. <laughs> Start making the duck-colored panda ears now. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, let's go. Put in the orders. <laughs> Get it rocking. Yeah. So, Kale, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure uh, this is a nice little break for you. Kind of talk about sports. You know, there are, you know, not a lot of sports to talk about. But look back and all that good type of stuff. You see what we've been uh, trying to do for the last couple of weeks. You guys have been doing a great – I did want to say that. You guys have been doing a great job. Like, I told you guys off, off mic, like, in terms of blowing through content during quarantine, even with work. Like, I literally ran out of podcasts yesterday. So, you guys have been keeping keeping the content stream alive. So, that's a big shout. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we're, and we're doing what we can. Um, we're for the people. <laughs> we're for the people especially <laughs> the eugene folks um but yeah thank you so much for coming on we appreciate it um you're the best if you ever want to come back on let us know kale is also one of our authors so if you want to check out some of the stuff that he has done check out the spectatorsports.com check out the blog section he is there a couple of times likely will be a, more in the future if he's willing and yeah, thank you so much Follow on Twitter at underscore the spectators as well. And let's get everything back to normal, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Later.